some thoughts on Hurricane Michael, big changes are coming to Epcot, and we take a haunted road trip around the state. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun. Whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida. Whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast. And you can email us at contact at sunshinestatepodcast.com. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to the show. Welcome. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I was enjoying the wonderful weather we had for like 30 minutes. We had about 30 <laughs> minutes of Florida winter yesterday. We did. Yesterday being Saturday. Uh, the What's today's date? The 13th? 14th? 14th. Today's 14th. Yesterday's the 13th. Yeah. We had that... And our like, son, our son woke up and said, "Oh, it's cold outside." And cold to us is it was seventy two degrees. It's, yeah, it's not eighty <laughs> or above. It's not stiflingly ridiculous. Yeah, it was not. It was not suffocatingly hot. So it was cold. Yes, it was like that thirty <laughs> minutes of Florida winter anomaly, and then today yeah. it was hot again. Back to ninety degrees and hot. So <laughs> we spent today at Epcot a little bit today. Um, I think it's supposed to get cool, like down in the fifties, actually. Um, next week not this week that we're in but the following monday and tuesday and that'll last a week or so uh, i don't know if it'll last long. So. it may the, last a day or two this is the time of year where it's just wonderful like i'll oh, bring on the nice cool air i know but cool-ish it always air. seems like halloween is hot it never fails like it's like oh maybe it'll be cool nope it's gonna be hot it's gonna be hot but like i've i've talked about this before i've grew up in the chicago area and like winter winter up there is like our summer here where up there everything kind of shuts down a little bit down here in the summer, everything kind of shuts, shuts down, down. And in bit. winter, everything yeah. comes alive again. And um, I, here in winter, it's like, it's so beautiful. Like, you're outside all the time. Yep. Like, our winter is the most gorgeous, wonderful time of the year. And it lasts, I think, it, on a good year, it'll last almost seven months. So that's ha- that's ha- almost, like more than half the year. Half so, the year of good weather. But yeah, that's, that's great, I think. But so many times, I was going to say so many times in the winter like like winter comes early up there like so many times your halloween costume gets ruined by cold weather it's you're a kid and you want to be out there in your your well, stormtrooper costume and you're yeah. wearing a coat over it mom makes you wear a coat over That's your stormtrooper costume while you're trying to trick or treat well and it's funny because you always see i mean you don't see him so much down here but like in all like in movies and stuff when kids go ha- trick-or-treating they're always wearing like these thick wool you know like you know, costumes that are full body wool costumes. And you, I mean, you would die in Florida if you wore something like that. Literally, probably literally. (laughs) Yeah. That's so, yeah. I mean, you have to, down here, you're like a bumblebee, you know, when you're a kid and things like that, that you can like easily just wear almost a bathing suit. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, today we saw a guy walking around, you pointed him out, a guy wearing a hoodie and and jeans. I know. I was like, and it was really hot. And I said, yeah, he's probably cutting weight. You know, he's, he's got to make weight for his, for his UFC fight next week. You know, and he's like out there. I was like, he must be miserable. Yeah, Uh, it was crazy. So before we get too far into the show, we should probably address um, what happened to a lot of our Florida family i guess we'll call them family in the panhandle yeah we've, i've got a lot of friends and and some family up there too yeah we had um hurricane I'm sure michael if, came yeah, through if you follow news we had hurricane michael come through and it hit uh, about the, the panama city beach mexico beach that little part of the panhandle and it was bad really really bad last week we kind of almost 
made like a, a, an offhand comment about it because it was a little spot in the Gulf, and we well, talked about. It wasn't about, supposed to be anything, right? right? It, was it was like a tropical storm. It was supposed to be a tropical storm, maybe Category One. Yeah, they didn't and, expect much of and anything. We were kind of maybe sort of in the cone at that time as a tropical storm, and we put up our Halloween <laughs> stuff. And I said, "Yeah, we put them all up so that Michael can blow them all down." And you said, "Oh, way to think positive." And then yeah. who would have thunk? I know it's what would so have bad. happened, right? It was, it was so bad, so much worse than we ever could imagine. I think that they're like still they're like reevaluating it whether or not it could it may have actually been a five a category five yeah, by the time it hit land the way it works is it, it ramped up from a tropical storm to a category then they said this is going to be a three then it became a four and they said that by the time and i was following this really really closely one of the uh creators on patreon that i support is a group called tropical tidbits it's a mm-hmm. guy and he has yeah. a really good hurricane tracking website and i followed that and they said that well, it probably, based on the pressure and wind speed that it made landfall, it probably was a Category 5. Like, it had all the characteristics. Yeah. But because it landed at, like, noon, 1230, the next uh, National Hurricane Center update was at 2, and they're the ones that officially Des- designate right, it. Right, right. And it wasn't at the time right that time it was updated. Right. right. So they think maybe when they go back and look and see it, they'll, they'll probably be... Uh, posthumously upgraded, but um, but it was bad. It yeah. was so bad. And I've you know I've got a lot of coworkers that work up in Tallahassee, and they, you know, I mean, they have no they, phones or anything for, right now. Yeah, like throughout the whole state, like our you know the phones were down and um lots of trees down. Tallahassee didn't get hit quite as hard, thank goodness, you know. But but Panama City, we've got some offices up there too, and man, their they, their roof blew off of the our, that office up there. And so Mexico Beach being the place that's been really heavily in the news, that was like an old school, just an old Florida community with buildings that were just charming old buildings that had been there yeah. since the fifties and sixties. And well, the, because they were so old, they weren't built to the current standards and, and, standards and yeah. things happen. But it's just a shame because that place was such a old cool old community with those old hotels and old yeah. just old florida vibe to Good it history. and it's gonna never really be the same so well and we don't want to i mean we don't want to get too bogged down right this because we, we i mean the point of this podcast for us is to talk about all the wonderful things about florida i mean every state has bad things that happen you know and and we want to make sure that you know that there are ways to support them that's what we're doing we're yep. supporting so we couldn't you, do our show and not talk about it that would be weird yeah but um but on our website, we actually have a link to the Florida Disaster Fund, um, volunteer.org. And um, and you can also text um, to donate $10. There's a, the There's text, a text number the you can donate. We, we put that on there. our website on, on, uh, on sunshinestatepodcast.com. Yeah. We chose that particular group because there's a lot of really cool um, or big organizations that you could, I guess none of them are really cool. <laughs> it's probably no, bad use no, of words. No, well, they're great. Yeah, I mean, there's they big, do a lot of good there's work. There's big groups that you can donate to. The Red Cross is a big one. But this one is a Florida-based organization, and so yeah. it's money that stays in the state, and we feel like that was probably a good one to, to select and, and stick that up there. And also, like, maybe in a couple down the road, once they, things start to become semi-normal again out there, yeah. Mexico Beach may never be semi-normal again, but uh, Panama City, maybe a, could be a good time to spend a... A weekend up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Insert some tourist money back into their economy. Yeah. Some patronage and and definitely. I I hope things get to sort of become semi-normal again by March when spring break happens because that's a huge spring break spot. And And it's beautiful there. They could really use all that extra influx there to help things get normalized. And I know that after a big disaster like this, a lot of people, they're sort of afraid to go back to places like that because they think it's never going to be the same and they don't want, they want to skip places like that. And that's really when they need you to go. And a lot of times it's never quite 
as bad as you think it's going to be like you might expect it to just be like Panama City for, for example they got hit they didn't get hit as bad as it could have been and you may go there and you may think you don't want to go to a place like that now but maybe that's the time when you do want to go so it's it's a place to consider well either way you know if you can support them by donating to the red cross or the florida disaster fund however you feel comfortable that's what we would recommend um but but today we're going to talk about some other things and i didn't you have some news as well yeah so we were just talking about epcot but uh, we'll we'll leave the hurricane stuff behind for now but um epcot this was all over the news as far as just big big changes coming um, Spaceship Earth. This is the giant golf ball in the middle of the place that everybody knows about. A giant golf ball. A giant golf ball. It's like the centerpiece of Epcot. It's their icon, and it is going to be closing soon for, oh gosh, you know what? Only for a month or two, right? Only oh, for no. a month or two. Only for 24 months or two. <laughs> yeah, two years. What? It's going to be closing. Oh, shoot. You I know mean, what? this must be, this better be like some kind of crazy renovation if it's going to be two years i two, mean two, two years is a two to long two and a half years they're closing yeah that's a long time to have one attraction down for that long and it's like the like the kind of the centerpiece of that park too you know so it's like oh well now the big ball is just a big ball you know i mean i don't know well they're reimagining that whole entry area they're going to be redesigning a re-enter a re- so it won't be 80s futurist it's not going to be yeah it's not going to be like that future of the 80s where in the 80s yeah. your kids will be like playing it's, video it's games so bad. Or, yeah yeah so they're going to be getting rid of i guess they're going to be changing that entire entry area that whole uh tomorrow not tomorrow and that future world entry area they're going yeah. to be redesigning all of that the inside is going to be i guess retracked they're going to be moving around the entry and exit queue areas, I guess. That whole exit area, you know, that Project Tomorrow where you yep. leave, you get to play games. Looks like that's all going to be different. They're going to be freshening up. The, and you mean that you mean the exit of Spaceship, oh, Spaceship Earth, where you get to Not play all those little games, park. right? Not right. Of the park, the actual exit of the ride, right? <clears throat> and that is going to be. They're going to be redoing that, and they're going to be freshening up all of the animatronic scenes up until you get to the point where it's the, the um, the Roman. Oh, no, no. The uh, Industrial Revolution. It's the part where oh, the, okay. the little paper boy is saying, you know, extra, extra, Civil War is over. And he's like, it's funny. He's yeah. actually turning away from you now. This but he something... didn't. Yeah, he didn't yeah. used to be. I know. We looked that up, like, I don't know, a couple of times last time we were there or something. And and you were like, why is he facing the wall? And I'm like, I don't know. It's been I like guess... that for years. Something must have gotten right. jacked, jacked up with his face. But we and went and looked and there, there was shot, like photos of him from years and years ago and he was facing forward oh i clearly remember him facing yeah. forward yeah so that's a sidebar anyway L- yeah. little paper boy but but i remember that uh, so it sounds like they're going to change everything they're going to refresh everything up to that point so all the animatronics just be kind of given a little i guess a, okay. a shiny new coat of paint kind of fix things aren't going to yeah, work yeah so like the the um Probably going to redo that whole doing mammoth the scene, and right? The, the mammoth and the, the burning and of Rome with the smell. So right, they're just kind of kind of clean all that up, freshen it up because that's a classic. That's like going through Pirates of the Caribbean. I know, but two years. I mean, well, uh, it's going to be a lot to do. And then I get well, it's not just that they're going to be redoing all of Tomorrowland at the start. Mm-hmm. I'm bet I'm betting they're going to change that mammoth hunting scene at the yeah, start. Yeah, and then once you get to the Industrial Revolution part, all everything from then. On is going to be different. So they said they don't have many details here, but they said it'll be massively renovated. Oh, and I remember back in the day, uh, boy, maybe. So they won't have the giant computers computer room with the like 
giant the, the old the back of Steve Jobs' head yeah. or whoever that's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And the, or the, the earth above there. Yeah. I remember back in the day, this was maybe late 80s. They used to show like kids playing video games with their friends in China and people Skyping family overseas. And it's funny oh, that they actually, that. yeah, they totally nailed that. They like totally yeah. nailed that. And I guess eventually like the problem with like Epcot and these attractions that yeah, show the you the future. Comes. Right, the future comes. They have to change it. So <laughs> yeah. I think they decided to like, okay, we won't really show the future anymore. We'll just kind of extend band on the history and yeah. then then you get to create your own little future that yes. little, that little yeah. video game part so they're going to be redoing all that it looks like 2020 is the target date late 2020 and they want to no, have I think it was early early 2020, 2020 yeah. and they want to have all this done for Epcot's 40th anniversary in 2022 so okay Massive re-engineering. I was reading they're pouring like $2 billion into Epcot right now to, to try to freshen it up because... Well, it needs it. Yeah. Well, Tomorrowland is... Like the Future World... I mean, not Future World. The um, Future World, World Showcase oh, yeah. is fine. I mean, well, it's, that's great. That That's timeless, right? You yeah, can't ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those countries will always kind of be the same. There, It looks like there are rumors still swirling that they're adding two more countries in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Brazil and Spain might be going in there. Okay. Um, Brazil, I think, is a really good pick because there's really no other representation in South America. Yeah. It is pretty Europe-heavy already. Like, it is. So Spain, I, there's probably really cool stuff they could do there, but I kind of wish they would maybe... Australia or New Zealand or yeah. another African country mm-hmm. because all you've got is Morocco, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's not a major issue with me, but it is cool they're adding some more countries back there. Hopefully, Future World is going through a major Australia upheaval. does seem to be a big miss, you know. It's like the only continent that's really not represented. It's like right. That's why I said like it may be a little too America light-ish. That's why I said New Zealand because you've already got Canada, you've already got yeah. Great Britain and maybe Australia. You don't really need Australia. That's why I thought, well, I thought New I Zealand mean, would be cool. <laughs> you don't need Australia. You don't need a it's former too, former too penal am- colony, it's right? Too American like. Right. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I think that would be that would be cool though. I think that, but but yeah, so Future World it's that I mean whoever thought of the idea of Epcot and a place that would talk about the future I mean you have to wonder if they realized what they were getting into yes because it's going to eventually keeps changing yeah Yeah. I mean it's going to be a constant struggle to stay updated you know right yeah like in the 80s when that when the park was first open it was yeah you could have a kind of an idea of where things might go and now, like, boy, I don't know what I would put in there. Like, if, if right now I was to design a new, like, future world attraction showing the future, I would be lost. I mean, yeah, self-driving I cars, but that's, like, right now almost. We're a few years away from that, so. Eh, who knows? Yeah, it's, I mean, they're putting a lot of, a lot of changes going in there. There's the Gardens yeah. of the Galaxy ride, which is the biggest building ever. That thing's going to be huge when it's done. So. It does look big. Anyway, uh, we have some cool, so, um, uh, Kudos and some thanks to get out, I think, before oh, yeah, we move yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, so last week we put out a, um, a call to how do we support the show. We mentioned that we now have a Patreon. And if you want to come to sunshinestatepodcast.com, there's a couple ways to support us. You could uh, click... Okay, just so you know, Patreon is a website... Um patreon.com and you can become a patron there and support you know podcasts or whoever um fledgling little shows like us yes yes (laughs) i think is how we referred to it it's kind of an internet tip jar yeah 
And it's safe and secure. Yeah, it's a way to support support not just podcasts, but lots and lots of creators. We have a couple that I support. I mentioned Tropical Tidbits yep. earlier. I support them. There's a there's like this hockey podcast and YouTube channel that I like yeah. called Post to Post that they do it on uh, in out of Canada, and it's this guy and his dad and his friends, and it's just like a fun little. I just like Kinda the grassroots. Little, yes, this grassroots spirit behind it that yeah. I just like to listen to those guys and watch those guys, and their Canadian accents are fun, and and so I like I like those guys so I support them as well and we got our first um, Patreon this week after calling out last week so yeah. thank um, you gosh J- Jacob Howard out of Missoula Montana that's awesome yeah we said anybody who uh, becomes a patron at the the, the $5 level the uh, friends of the show level yeah um, we will call you out a name thank you by name and send you a postcard from a cool Florida location so look out for that yep it'll be coming your way Jacob if you're listening I love your cub hat I hope you're not stinging too bad about that <laughs> stupid I know that was that was one game play. Well, I guess there was two one game playoffs. Yeah, that we, yeah I'm the, originally a Chicago win, so uh, Cubs are still my team. You of know? course, so of course, yeah, having to lose to Milwaukee and then losing to Colorado and back to back one game series. But thank you, Jacob, yes, for supporting us. I'm pulling for I'm pulling for the Brewers now, though. I mean, I know they knocked us out, but they're like the they're the okay. National League Central. This Bros. is not a sports podcast. <laughs> Calling up my buddy Jacob. Thanks for your thanks for your support. Yeah, thank you very much. And then today, I'm really excited about today's topic because I was doing some of the research on this, and the more I was researching it, the more I was thinking to myself, we got to go to some of these places. And some of it sounds really cool and creepy and awesome. And and what for me? So so anyway, the what we're talking about today is haunted. Haunted, haunted Florida. Haunted style places, haunted places, or theoretical haunted places, or rumored haunted places throughout Florida. So we're continuing the haunted trilogy we for are. Halloween. So first week, three weeks ago, two weeks ago rather, it was haunted like attractions, haunted houses that you go through where people jump out and scare you. Yep. But we think we're like the ten coolest ones in the state. Exactly. Last week we did haunted mansion trivia. That was really fun. That I wanna, was fun. I want to do more trivia. That was fun. Trivia uh, episodes. And then this week, week we're going on a haunted road trip. So we're gonna go. Throughout the state, there's several different spots throughout the state. Um, I didn't, I didn't touch all corners. I apologize. I'm sure that there are plenty of haunted places in all corners of the state, but basically any lighthouse. I've noticed that anytime you take yeah. a lighthouse tour, the Saint come Augustine at night for the haunted lighthouse. <laughs> Excuse me, the Saint August Augustine Lighthouse actually has some very interesting haunted stories. It's not on my list here, but there were so many different places that I could have talked about that. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't have a list as long as many places that there were. Did that make sense? Was I get, I English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so um, many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I speak English. Um, you speak English good. Thanks. Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> so we're going to start on our haunted road trip in um, a little town. I guess it's a town south of Tallahassee, and it's the. Um, and I have stayed here. I have oh, this personally is the, 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 stayed here. The lodge. It's the lodge at Wakulla Springs. Right. And it's like a, it's a really cool, beautiful place. It's like a 1930s hacienda style lodge. And it was built in Wakulla Springs. It's basically, it's a beautiful spring that um, even during the day, to me, looks a little creepy because it's very, it's a very dark spring. You know how a lot of springs are like, you know, clear crystal clear and blue and you can see the bottom stereotypical silver springs crystal springs well the bottom of this particular spring is 
I think, kind of murky because you can't really see down below. I mean, at least in the parts where I was, you couldn't really see down below. So it was a very dark kind of swampy spring, it felt like. I wonder you know? why that is. It might be mixing with like muddy water. It could be. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, the water wasn't muddy. The water was crystal clear, but it was just that the bottom was dark. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it made it look dark. And Oh, so um, the water was clear, but the bottom right, was like a dark right. bottom. Oh, that's cool. Most so, of them were like white. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so this establishment is like basically rumored to be haunted and there's a, a couple of different stories some are more cheesy than others there's one i'm gonna about, use the air quotes here and say rumored yes okay. well there's so there's one about a crocodile which whoa, whoa, there's whoa, whoa. your here's your first problem yeah there's your problem <laughs> i mean there is a florida crocodile but it's not in tallahassee yeah, in he's the like in very the southern tip of the southern everglades. tip of the everglades but um but it everything i saw did say crocodile so how old are these rumors? But I don't. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, I, I mean, next time I go, I'll have to look to see because there's a stuffed alligator or crocodile in the hotel that, and his name is Old Joe, and supposedly he was good old Joe killed. Um, and they say that this crocodile slash alligator um, is rumored to move around, like he's a the stuffed alligator moves yeah, around. Yeah. So and he was like killed, and and I guess. Um, what do you call it when you're like um taxidermized? Well, yes, but but uh you know when when um hunters are like hunting animals and um like hanging out in a duck blind? Like, oh gosh, I hate it when I can't think of words. But anyway, he was an alligator blind? <laughs> do you hunt for alligators in an alligator blind? An alligator, what are you saying? Blind? You know a duck blind, like a thing that like a like a tent that hunters will zip up around themselves to camouflage themselves into the swamp. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting Way, way yeah. sidebar First on that First you one. started talking about sports. Well, you said something about a hunter about... hunting alligators. Yes. Well, okay. so anyway, so apparently he like killed this crocodile slash alligator um, and it was like a beloved crocodile slash alligator or something. Aww, poor and Joe. so, so the, so if there's anyway, such a thing as so a beloved alligator, Joe like, is one I of them. I guess the alligator slash crocodile moves around in the, in this case in the entrance hall. So that's one thing. And there's also supposedly rumored like spooky activity that kind of centers around room 23. And it's weird. Like when you go to this hotel, like I've been to this lodge, they give you a key. It's like a real key on a keychain, like not like a key card, you okay. know, like most hotels. Does it have a skeleton? It's on a it? real key with a keychain, and no, but the hallways. I mean, it feels very like um, The Shining, you know, like oh, it's boy. long hallways with sure. doors down. You know what I mean? Little boys on on tricycles. tricycles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was going through and I was just kind of googling like reviews about it. And um, and there was this one that kind of like stuck with me. So this guy talks about how he and he has four young children, ages three to 16, that they arrived one night and they arrived really late. They were on their way to Disney and they were trying to drive through, but then they were just like, we're not going to be able to drive through. So they ended up getting there. They got there at like one o'clock in the morning. Okay. And they are staying at the lodge. And well, this sounds like the beginning of a movie. We can't make it all the way through. <laughs> right? I hope it was storming too. Well, and I, it's like, it's funny because he's on his way to Disney. It's like the, the lodge at Willow Springs is like so out of the way of anything. It's like, how did you end up here? You know, if you're on your way to Disney. What year was this? Like uh, 2004. Oh, this was, okay. This isn't like pre-interstate days where you'd be no, driving on no, back not road. At okay. all. So anyway, so they they get their room. It's really late. They're like kind of sluggishly walking to their hotel 
um, room down one of those long, shining hallways. And where were they driving from? Does it say that? It doesn't say that. Okay. They're just so, on a family road trip to Florida. Exactly. So so they've checked in, and they're walking to their hotel room, and the dad turns around to kind of look at his family, and he sees, like, about 40 feet away, like a jogger just jogging down the hallway, All like right. this long hallway. Yeah, it's a jogger in the hotel. The Stranger jogger, things have happened. The jogger, at 1 o'clock in the morning, the jogger is wearing, like, 70s era style jogging suit with a like a headband and like sweatband or whatever and he's jogging and he's like doesn't see like not even paying attention to them at all he's just jogging down the hallway and he's like the guy the dad is like motioning to his kids like get out of the way guys so this guy can jog by and he just he's on his way to a boogie nights party yeah i guess so (laughs) it's 1970s attire he jogs right by them doesn't say anything to them and just keeps going and like he goes to the end of the hallway and like jogs in place for like a few minutes he's keeping his heart rate up he doesn't want to stop you know he he doesn't want to cool down i get it you know you've seen joggers they'd stop at red lights right they're they're running in place because they don't want to so he, the, groove. the guy like shuffles him, his kids into the room. Like he's like, all right, guys, let's get into the room. All so right. they don't really know what happened with the jogger. Um, but apparently his, his 16 year old was really kind of freaked out by the whole incident. Okay. Jogger boy, jogger man gave him some bad vibes. Yeah. Putting so, up bad vibes. So then, so they're the kid, 16 year old's like, let's get out of here. I don't want to be in this hotel anymore. It's freaking me out. And, like, can't um, we just go to the. Here Motel Six, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the um, then all of a sudden they start hearing this really loud like banging noise, um, like out just outside of their door. And wait, 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 wait. Spoiler alert. What? It's Joe the Alligator. It's not. Joe Come on. The, it's not Joe the Alligator. I know you wish it was Joe the it's Alligator. It's got to be Joe. Joe the Alligator ma- better make a comeback here. Not Joe the Alligator. Joe's not involved in the story at all. Is, does so, Joe make any comeback at all here? Because you, no. you you really hyped up Joe the I'm Alligator. Sorry. <laughs> no, Joe's out of the picture. So, but I did think of the word that I was trying to think of. Poachers, like okay. poachers were. He was like a poacher that got Joe the Alligator. That was the uh, word I was trying to think of. Joe wants his revenge yes, on the poachers. Exactly. So anyway, As any animals should if they're shot by a poacher I'd want to get revenge if I was an elephant who had my tusks sell, sold to some guy in Hong Kong because various reasons alligators have tusks no I'm just saying that <laughs> alligators get shot by poachers anyway so um, so the dad like is like thinking oh it's just like the pipes or something making a noise settle sure. down everybody kids calm building, down old it's plumbing. an old building old plumbing right so he's like, I'm going to open the door and there's nothing going to be out here. And y'all are going to see that you're freaking out for no reason. The kids are freaking out. And um, he opens the door and there's a kid standing outside of the door bouncing this ball. Okay. A ball on the ground. At 1.30 in the morning. At 1 o'clock in the morning. And he's like thinking to himself, this is all in like the review that I read. He's thinking to myself, himself, what is this kid doing up at one o'clock in the morning? Where are his parents? Why is he here bouncing a ball at one o'clock in the morning? And he turns around to like kind of say to his kids, guys, it's just a kid bouncing a ball. And he looks at his kids and their like faces are like filled with terror, like completely like freaking out about this kid being there. Um, and I, I think he I like mean, tr- he like shut the door or something, and then he reopened the door, and the kid the had kid vanished, is gone, gone, vanished. Well, I was from thinking, sight. I was thinking, there's nothing scary about twins riding around tricycles in a hotel either. But the shining. But there's scary. But the bouncy ball. Bouncy is, ball, scary. Is the Wakula Springs version of the tricycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of cool is, and I don't know if you know this, but 
the lodge at Wakulla Springs is actually one of the locations where they shot the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. I think I knew that that was shot in Florida. I think they did some of it at Silver Springs near Ocala. Okay. And then, and then I, I guess here that. too. Yep. Yeah. So, but Wakulla Springs was definitely one of the spots. So they used to, and I'm not, I was doing some Googling. And I couldn't find whether or not they still do this or not, but they used to do this um, event called the Black Lagoon Ball. Oh, and cool. it's like a haunted kind of, of, um, ball, okay. you know, event that they have during October, the month of October. And um, Based on at that event, they movie. also have a um, screening of the creature from the Black Lagoon at that event, which I thought was really kind of cool. So, I hope they do it like we talked about during the Shark Week episode, where people would sit in the little floaties and watch Jaws while sitting in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, cool. Exactly. Right. It would be cool. I don't know if they do that. I would, but if do, they I would not be in a spring at the middle of the night. Come on, with, you're missing out. Joe's descendants lurking around. See, but, so Joe is coming mm, back to the story. There you go. So um, anyway, but I, I couldn't find, like everything I found was the Black Lagoon Ball was like 15, 2015, 2016. I couldn't find if they're still doing it. So if you guys out there know for sure whether or not they still do that event, let us know because I think that would be really cool to go to. But I could not find anything current about it. BLB. The Black Lagoon Ball. Ball. I'm going to call it. Oh, my. So um, I work with so many acronyms. I got to throw one more in there. So my next stop um, is also kind of in the northern area of Florida. It's at the Castillo de San Marcos in St. Augustine. Oh, right. This is the major fort. This is the famous fort near... Yep, in exactly. St. Augustine. Yep. If you've been to St. Augustine, you know exactly what this thing is. Because if you've ever been to St. Augustine, this is probably... It's the number one thing you go see. Yeah, and it's amazing. And Old Spanish fort, it's seen I've, a lot of action. From what I've read, it's supposedly one of the most haunted places in St. Augustine. Now, there's a lot of quote-unquote haunted places in St. Augustine, it's, like the lighthouse I was talking about right, earlier. every lighthouse. Yeah, um, So, but the Castillo de San Marcos, obviously it was a fort that saw a lot of battles. Through so, like a lot of centuries it was there for a couple hundred years i mean it was it still is there yeah so it's it's had kind of a brutal history right so it lends itself well to ghosts and yeah sure and ghouls sure. and all that good and probably stuff. a lot of stressed out people staying in there when people get yeah. under a lot of stress they yeah. might start to see things that may not yeah, you know, they could start buying play tricks on them. That's right, how these stories right. start. So, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm sure they really are ghosts. I'm just saying that that's one of that's what somebody who's not a skeptic would say, <laughs> or is a skeptic. What am is, I talking about? I don't know. Is, is a skeptic, skeptic yeah. right? So, um, so for, there's everything from like a Seminole man who has been spotted like leaping from the fort to um, a lovesick woman who like wanders the fort at night in a white dress or a white nightgown or something like that. Um, So those are kind of stories that go around a lot about the fort. But one in particular that I thought was interesting was about Dolores Martis. Dolores Martis. Um, She's the wife of Colonel Garcia Martis. Okay. And it is said that, you know, they're a husband and wife and that... um, Colonel Martis. When everyone was asleep, Dolores, good old Dolores, would sneak away um, to another area in the fort and meet her lover, Captain Manuel Abela. Captain Manuel Abela. That is, that's a name. That's the name of the day. Yes. That sounds like the world's most interesting man from it those totally commercials. Does. From the 
Stay thirsty, totally my friends. It totally does. It absolutely Dos does. Equis. Stay thirsty, Captain my Manuel Obuela. Well, apparently, um, he had some good mojo because Dolores was really into him. Okay. And um, the two were... And, and she's... This is all within the same fort. This exactly. isn't like going downtown. No. And that fort, it's big, but it's, but not, it's, not, that it's not that big, big right? <laughs> right. Word and rumors are going to spread around a little bit. Right. People are going to talk. So, um... They were so. What I saw said that they were they were successful for many many months. Okay, at, successful at their um, affair. Okay, until one day. Until, I was gonna say this is all ghost story. No ghost story. <laughs> and successfully. Yeah, there's gonna be a bloody murder at the end of this <laughs> right. thing. I know it's coming. Well, so until one day, the colonel apparently caught a whiff of his wife's perfume on the captain. And while there is no proof as to what really happened, both Dolores and Captain Abela disappeared shortly thereafter. Now, I need to know how many, what year did this happen? Uh, I have no idea. You don't know, but I mean, (laughs) how many perfumes were there back in the day? I I can't imagine there'd be that many. Right. Maybe there's like that one scent and all the women are wearing the same scent. (laughs) Chanel number five. Chanel number five. Or or nine or whatever whatever Chanel number... Whatever precursor there was to that. Yeah, that was, that was, back then it was probably Chanel number one. Well, Chanel is a very French name, so it probably wasn't. This sounds like a Spanish uh, Navy sort of thing. Yeah, who knows? But, um, but it makes me, makes you wonder. So they say that, um, so to finish the story, basically, that, um, Many, many years later, there were two skeletons that were discovered in a hidden room in the fort's dungeon. The that dungeon. Were rumen, r- rumored to be Dolores and Captain Abela. Of course the dungeon's haunted. I mean, what dungeon isn't haunted? If I right. go to a dungeon, I'm disappointed if it's not haunted. Of course. And I love that the, that something, a fort in the United States has a dungeon, like a legit dungeon. Right. I, I think that uh, not a lot of places in the U.S. can lay claim to a dungeon, right? That's true. Yeah. Especially in Florida, because dungeons right. are... Theoretically, like below ground and below ground. Plus, this is, uh, things are kind of newer around here, other than Saint Augustine. Yeah. everything seems to be kind of fairly recent. And uh, to have a dungeon right. on our soil is uh, it's a claim to fame. So, since then, moving right along, um, many who visit the Castillo de San Marcos report the smell of perfume and a chill in the air while they're in the dungeon. Okay, chill in the air and perfume. So. And I'm sure that no one goes in there with perfume on. No, there's no tourists that ever go here. You know, I'm sure, right. you know, Aunt, Aunt... And I'm sure none of the tourists ever have too much perfume and Aunt, leave a t- perfume trail behind them. Right. Aunt June, who came down here on her vacation from Akron, Ohio, who took a, a day trip to St. <laughs> right. Augustine from her Disney vacation... Exactly. ...wasn't wearing Chanel number no. 5 in the spritz. I, I'm going to bring a, a little jar of... Spritz of I'm gonna Chanel sp- number 1? Yeah, I'm going to spritz cologne around next time we're in there, or perfume, rather, in there, and and, and, and have a fan, like all those little portable well, fans. they and- also say, in extreme cases, some people have even felt someone touching them in the dungeons. Um, other accounts also tell of sightings of a soldier dressed in period clothing looking out to the vast sea. Perhaps it was the colonel himself. Oh, I hope so. Colonel yes. Abuela. Yeah. Abuela? No, no, right? no. The colonel is the husband, I think. Captain, Captain Abuela... Colonel Martise. So, anyway, I thought that was funny. I mean, not funny. That's interesting. (laughs) That was funny. Ha ha. LOL. (laughs) Um, So... Next, we're gonna we're gonna come down from the um, top of Florida to the middle of Florida. All right, our part of town to the belt um, state. Did I say town? <laughs> town. It's state. late. Yeah. So um, we've been to this place as well, and it is the Don Cesar in St. Pete. Aha, the Don Cesar. Okay, so if you've ever been to any of the Pinellas County beaches, like the southern Pinellas County, 
uh, Pasta Grill, St. Pete Beach. This is the massive, massive pink castle-looking building. Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol pink <laughs> right on the beach. Yep. You can't, you cannot miss you it. It's miss huge. It. It's famous. It's it's famous. It's been it's in a lot of travel been channel on, like, shows. Samantha Brown. Right, and, yeah. right. Yeah, and exactly. If you're ever in there, it's got this 1920s-ish kind of uh, Great, Great Gatsby, Gatsby sort yeah. of feel to it. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome beautiful. beach resort. A lot of people yeah. have weddings there. It's gorgeous. So um, it's rumored that the original owner of the Don Cesar, Thomas Rowe, is said to haunt the hotel along with his wife. And he can be seen strolling along the property and on the beach itself. Um, Not a bad place to spend the rest no, of your I would, afterlife, right? I'd, I'd be okay. I would choose this over the dungeon in the fort. <laughs> I, agree. I will say that. I agree. Okay, because I, I, I agree. Much worse places to stay than the Don Cesar for the rest of eternity. Yes. Okay. So I'm you just throwing that out there. And I, the, so that's all I have. Yeah. Like, from what I googled, um, that's all I could, all I really found yes. about the Don Cesar and the hauntings. But you and I stayed at the Don Cesar we, we many, did. many years ago. We did. We and were very fortunate enough to. I had a contact through work that yeah. like was able to hook us up with a night in the penthouse. Yeah, we didn't just stay in the hotel. We stayed in the penthouse. And, yeah, and not we're not like throwing money yeah, around we're not, right? high we're, rollers. The, we're not high we, rollers by they, any stretch yeah it was totally like uh oh the the room is empty it's not being used on yeah. this night anyway you guys can use you it got a lucky favor. work a lucky work hookup hook exactly. you up with the penthouse we thought we should i remember showing up there thinking oh we're staying the don cesar this is gonna be an awesome night yeah we get the keys we show up at the top the penthouse. it's this huge like not an apartment bigger than an apartment no it was like a house awesome balcony yeah. overlooking it the was, water it was a two stories there was a spiral staircase right. up to a second story there was story. a hot tub in there in the room I don't, I don't even remember all of it but it was beautiful beautiful balconies unbelievable unbelievable place to and stay and the two of us looked and then at each like, other we're like oh this is going to be such a nice romantic evening and we walk in the joint and we're like this is amazing. We need to call everyone we know. Yeah, because how often are you going to get this hookup? <laughs> yeah. And we call, I call a couple friends, and they call a couple, a couple friends, friends, and yeah. then, hey, Andy the Shannon end... are at the downstairs, they got the penthouse. Everybody, we had like 20, 30 people in we there. We did, yeah. And it they was great. Came. It was like the rock star we night. We had a great night. It was a very fun night. We're like looking out at the water, we're going down to the beach, and yeah. the beach was so, I remember it was like really dark down there, and yeah. maybe that's where some of these go, maybe that's where the, that's where you see Thomas Rowe. That's Rowe's. where Thomas Rowe's hanging out. Yeah, well, so I have a memory and you know me and my memories they're not always accurate but I have a memory of not you and I having an encounter that night but one of the people that came to hang with us that ended up staying the night I have a memory of them either seeing something weird or hearing something weird overnight and telling us about it the next morning I totally remember this now yeah, you asked me about this earlier today and I don't remember anybody saying anything weird happened to them but if, I feel like I need to call all of those people back and see if I've made that up in my yeah, head. Yeah, because it's probably but something I they'll never forget. Like, yeah, I feel like that is like completely something that happened. And I I just, I have this, and that, like you said, that it's not something you forget. Like I have this memory from when I was a kid and I was in a hotel room with my parents and it was like a hotel with, with my parents and my brother. And it was one of those hotel rooms where you're like, it's two double beds and one room where you can see the sink to the bathroom. You were on you some know. road trip or something? Yeah, we were on like a road trip for vacation or something like that. And I have this memory of us, everyone's asleep and except for me and I'm in bed and all of a sudden I see in the corner of the room like I can't see the bottom corner of the room I can just see that corner over there but like the bed or something was blocking the bottom the 
the floor um, and I see suddenly some kind of blue glowing light emanate from this corner of the room and it starts emanating and like kind of like glowing over there and I'm thinking what the heck is that what is that there's nothing over there that I know of and I'm thinking well maybe there's a nightlight but why is it just now coming on and why is it and then it sure it and wasn't it like a reflection off. from outside it wasn't a reflection it was the like curtain glowing. beaming light down it onto gl- it from like outside. a blue glowing light and um and I remember thinking, and then it went away, and then it, and it went away. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to I'm gonna check this out in the morning because I'm too scared to go over there right now. So I go over there, and the next morning, my Nancy Drew, like my, <laughs> I've got my, my hat. And like, my, there's got to be a logical reason for this. My magnifying glass, and I'm ready to, to scope out the investigation. No, but I go over there, and I'm like, what was that? And I look over there, there's nothing in that corner. Absolutely nothing that would cause a glow emanating from that corner in the hotel room. And I never forgot it. I still remember it to this day. So if if our friends have some memory like that from the Don Cesar, I guarantee you, they, like you said, they still remember it. Do you it. remember what this was? It was just... No, um, it was oh, like, it was like just a, a regular hotel. Like it was like probably a Best Western or a... I was going to say. Like a, like a Motel 6 or next something. Next on the list, the Motel 6. <laughs> right. Off I-75 in Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> right, right, the right. Ir- mir- eerie the blue glow eerie in the blue corner. glow. Can't miss it. So um, anyway, but I have that memory. So I, I, I think that, that we did have an encounter at the Don Cesar, even though it wasn't us. It was... I don't remember. Here's the thing. I don't remember anybody saying it, but... There's like a part of me that remembers you saying that someone else had an encounter. So it's like I sort of remember somebody saying something about a weird thing happening to them with the Gondans are a night where a whole bunch of people well, I asked were hanging about it out, earlier too. Drinking on so a patio. maybe like maybe you've just heard it now twice and you're right. now starting to create the memory in your right, head. Right, right, right. So anyway, but um but I, I feel in my heart that I want that to be true. You want it to be true. Well, the dances are definitely kind of lends itself to that sort of haunted vibe. It's got like, you go in there and it is yeah, this it's old kind of, And it's 19, an old building. 20s, yeah. yeah. Speaking of old buildings, I'm going to jump right to our next thing that, again, I want this to be true. I want the haunting to be true. So the Tampa Theater here in Tampa. Oh, Florida. Tampa Theater is awesome. This it's is um a, amazingly beautiful theater. If you've never been, you need to go. It's a movie theater, but it's it's ornate and gorgeous. It's got the sky for like a ceiling. Um There's gargoyles tower. in there. Gargoyles you know immediate haunted. haunting. And this place has been listed on a few I remember a couple of years ago some not just like local or not even Florida, but some international travel magazine or website. I forget it what it was. Yeah. Condé Nast, maybe something in that in that it's, realm. It's well known for being yeah, just they, beautiful. They put out a list of the top most beautiful movie theaters in the world, and this was like in their top ten. I mean, it was right there. It's it a is. beautifully it's famous gorgeous. theater. And you say it's a movie theater; they play movies, but you're not going to go there and watch like first run. No, no, no. Films. It's, it's like it's, like yeah. Casablanca and uh, Gone with the Wind, or yeah, it's independence. But they, yeah, but it's also like. Like, they might have like fun movies like Elf will be there during Christmas right, and they'll have like right, a bunch right, of right. Halloween movies during it's it's like uh, it's got like it's an independent theater yeah. that has older and niche movies but it's and concerts and comedians play there it's a cool place well, very what cool I, place what I found online said that the Tampa Theater is a breeding ground for paranormal activity breeding ground yeah which so, makes you think like a, it's a lot there's I'm thinking, a lot going the, I'm thinking on, right? there's like a lot of ghost uh, uh, you know <laughs> makes me think of like <laughs> it makes me think of like the uh, like Ghostbusters you know like it's a breeding ground like they're everywhere you know and then they go ahead and proceed to tell you about one example 
example. I'm thinking this is like the ghosts hang out there and pay by the hours. What I'm <laughs> no, thinking. no, okay, no. Okay, okay. So Foster Fink Finley. Foster Fink Finley. Great name. Really great name. I don't know if I like it better than Colonel Abuela or whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, Colonel Abuela was nice Abela, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, Foster, Foster Fink, Fink, Finley. Fink Finley worked and practically lived at the theater from 1930 until he died of a heart attack in the projection booth. In the projection booth? In 1965. So he died doing what he loved. Yes. Okay. Nowadays, freaky occurrences usually take place in the projection booth. Freaky. Like... Like, okay. Flickering lights. Okay. In a projection booth. Wait, wait, wait. Flickering lights. <laughs> In the projection, in the projection booth. booth. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. And missing items. According to employees, though, Fink is a friendly ghost. Apparently, like Casper. Foster the friendly ghost. Yes. With flickering lights in the projection booth. Foster Fink Finley. I can't believe there's fl- flickering lights in the projection booth. That's the mystery <laughs> of the night. I assume they mean like the overhead lights okay. and not the flickering of the movie projection um, okay. camera, whatever All you right. call it. Because uh, if I'm in a movie theater and I call, you know, the paranormal investigator and say there was flickering lights coming out of that little room back there, <laughs> right. I don't they're gonna think like, they're going to uh, yeah. keep me on the line very long. <laughs> That's funny. So um, so now I'm going to jump to my last one, which is another um, good one. Okay, we so, just, we're already done with the Tampa Theater. Yeah, we're done with the Tampa okay, Theater. That's so all Foster, there was. Good old Foster, good old Foster Fink Finley, the friendly ghost. That's a lot of Fs. Um, so the May Stringer House in Brooksville, Florida. Now, Brooksville is kind of north of Tampa. It's, um, it's you know, I think it's actually in Hernando County. And it's uh, kind of a more of a like a rural area. All right. Yeah, you know? sure. Hernando County is... Um, yeah. It's, it's more, country. That's yeah, country Yeah, it's a little Florida. more country. A little less rock and roll. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Legend has it that up to eight ghosts roam this property at the May Stringer house. A May? May. May. M-A-Y. Okay. I thought you said mace, like the uh-uh. stuff you spray a bear with. No, no, no. So the most famous ghost is that of Jessie May, a lonely little girl longing for her mother. Aww. So I've got some history here that I've got okay. to tell you so that we can get, before we can get into the the, the haunted stuff. But um, but this this house has has quite the history. So John May bought the property in 1855 and he, he built the house. It was just like a simple four room house. Um, and he shared it with his wife and his daughters. And about three years after he built the house, he died of tuberculosis. Okay. Um, his wife and daughters remained in the house, um, throughout the civil war. And she eventually married a Confederate, uh, soldier named Frank Saxon. And, um, Marina, the wife, actually died giving birth to the couple's, Frank and her's child, called Jessie May. And Good old days. Jessie survived. The baby survived. Um, But then she ended up dying of unknown causes three years later. All right. All right. So Marina, the mom. This is Civil War era. Yeah. And Jessie, the baby, were buried on the property along with John May, who was her original husband, and the infant son of Frank and Marina, which they didn't really talk about that, but apparently they also had a baby that died uh, earlier. So um, after Marina died, he, Frank, the husband, sold the home and... The property, I guess, eventually made its way to Dr. Sheldon Stringer, who was a doctor who had, like, his his practice was out of the house, in addition to it being his home. And some say that he had, like, like kind of a, a um, 
his practice was specializing, I guess, in like victims of smallpox and like yellow fever. Yeah, that, was so, big, that was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. yeah so the good lots, old days. lots of problems. And then after the death of the Stringers, the house passed from one owner to another until eventually the Hernando Historical Museum Association acquired the mansion in 1980. And then they began extensive restoration work. So today, the May Stringer House is on the museum-listed National Registry of Historic Places. So you can go check this place out right yeah, now? Yeah, so it's right there, right now. And it's a big, like, uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but like the... Now, um, are there any weird occurrences happening here? Are people like recorded oh, wait, I'm Chanel number five? Just wait. Okay. What, just wait. Okay. I think I, think I forgot the, to mention it, Is this it, the but... one where you were saying, I'm saving the best for last? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Dr. Sheldon Stringer, the doctor, he added like 10 rooms to the house because it, he was also making is, it into is his Dr. doctor. Is Dr. Sheldon Stringer one of the ghosts who haunts the place, or is he not... Uh, just, just wait. Because so far, while we're on the subject of names, this is not an intimidating name. Stringer? Sheldon Stringer doesn't intimidate me as a name. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> I don't think that he's one of the haunted hosts, the haunted okay. ghosts. But anyway, so according to the website that I was uh, reading, they are attributing this information to docent Bonnie Letourneau, okay? which Docent, okay. Yes, yeah, so she's a docent there. Um, so weird things started happening right away during the restoration process. So restoration volunteers heard footsteps and voices in empty rooms. They noticed cold spots and mists and eerie shadows throughout the house. On more than one occasion, they sat, heard the sound of children's laughter ringing throughout the home. And kids weren't allowed on the site at all. Okay. Um, and then they said that strange events persist today with guides reporting about moving shadows, glowing orbs of light. Uh, the hotel I was in that one time. Glowing, glowing orb, orb of light. Glowing orb of light. Classic. Yes. Classic paranormal activity. And the sound of wailing children or a wailing child. Many believe the child is Jessie Mae, a lost spirit calling for her mother that she never knew. Aw, poor Jessie. So, um, so, so then... I, I find that there's this other story about some of the volunteer docents and apparently at one point, so in one of the rooms, one of the bedrooms, there's a small crib with a doll in it that was supposedly actually Jessie Mae's doll. Okay. And there's a picture of the doll. And this is creating a creepy visual. It is creepy. Okay. The picture was creepy. So um, it's this old timey doll in this little Old timey like, dolls doll are just crib. creepy in general. Yeah, they are. And they took the doll out of the crib because I guess they were having like an appraiser come and they were coming to appraise the doll. So this appraiser comes, appraises the doll. I don't know what it appraised for. It's like Antique Roadshow, right? <laughs> right on PBS. Right. right. And so the the docents or the volunteers bring the doll back to the room to put it back into the crib. And when they come back, the crib is completely torn apart, torn to pieces, like disassembled, okay. I guess. And they're like... What the heck? So they reassemble the crib, put it back together, and then put the doll in there. And they've never had a problem since, as long as they keep the doll in the crib. They need to, okay, I need to see them take the doll out of the crib again and like set up some <laughs> GoPros. And I want to see what, you're, what you're happens. Such a, you're such a, a, a skeptic. So other well, ghosts. No, no, no. I'm not a skeptic. I want to see some action here. I mean. <laughs> so other ghosts rumored to haunt the structure include Marina May, Dr. Stringer's patients who were, had the yellow fever and stuff. Apparently there was a shooting victim at one time. And then there's also an angry spirit known as Mr. Nasty. Which, Mr. Nasty. I'm sorry, but I do not want to encounter that's, Mr. Nasty. That's a lazy name. 
name. There's Who no, named him there's, that? There's no proof of Mr. Nasty's existence. I guess he's supposedly... There's a rumor that he was a soldier like who hung himself in Mr. the attic. Nasty. After learning of his fiancé's infidelity. There's always infidelity and a fiancé and I don't know. Chanel number five. He's <laughs> first around the dungeon. Chanel number five. Exactly. Dungeons. All kinds of things. So, But here's the best part about this place, okay? They have... So it's a... It's a you know, a, a historic place. Uh, uh, it's a museum that you can go to during the day and enjoy. And I think it's pretty cheap. It's only like five bucks for entry. Hernando and County. It's not far from no, here. No, it's not far at all. And I want to go. So, so there's, um, they have a haunted Halloween house, Halloween haunted house festival, October 19th and 20th. Oh, that's soon. And that's October this weekend. October 26th and 27th. Exactly. So that sounds awesome for one. Is the doll going to be there in the crib? Probably. Is it behind I'm glass or something? But Can then, I reach in and move it? I want to see what happens. They also offer ghost tours at night at this place. And you can basically, I mean, you can have private tours, like book a group. They have individual tours starting at $20 an hour. The tour is two hours long um, from 8 to 10 p.m. And during the first hour, a docent will take you through the house and tell you about actual evidence collected over the years. And during the second hour, you can revisit any area of the house and conduct your own investigation. What? <laughs> a fun evening for a great cause. This is like Ghost Hunters cosplay. I know, I'm so excited. So then you can also do like group tours and have like a full, like a, a group of people. Look at you, you're also whole... animated. You're like, you're like all, you want to <laughs> go. I'm super excited. I want to do this. You can have a whole group get together and do this kind of walkthrough. A flat fee of $200. So I guess the group, it doesn't say how big the group can be, but I assume it can be at least 10 people because otherwise it would make more sense to do the individual tours oh wow and um and so you can do that same kind of thing and you can investigate until 2 a.m with the group tour yeah and wait wait is somebody with you at the time like do you have to have an official the docent is with you okay i don't know if they they're not gonna leave you alone in the place it's a museum right you could go crazy in there yeah so take the doll um, out of the god forbid take the doll out of the crib (laughs) i know don't touch the doll for crying out loud so the tours are offered by appointment on Friday and Saturday nights, and it, you have to be over 16 years old, so no kids allowed. All right. Um, and handheld devices such as digital recorder, recording cameras and EMF meters are allowed. Oh, I was going to say, okay, they are allowed. I swear, I thought you were going to say they are not allowed. I'm like, well, that's bogus, because if they're not allowing you to yeah, no, pr- they are allowed. capture any of the proof... EMF uh, meters? Yeah. How, where do I get one of those? On Amazon? I I don't know, okay. but we're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> so I've but got two things to Google. I'm Googling. super awesome? Like, EMF I meter. I totally want to go here and check it out. That sounds so that's awesome. Not, that's not far from us. No, yeah. not at all. Like maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes? Oh, we, we got to go. We got to right. go. I'm in. Oh my gosh. Doesn't that sound fun though? As soon as I hit up Amazon and buy an EMF meter, yes. I'm there. <laughs> well, thank goodness we have Prime. Is this like the, this is the little thing from Ghostbusters yeah. where, where yeah. Ray yeah. hits the, <laughs> the thing button and the like little antennas go up? Yeah, that's and it starts it, twirling around. Of course that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my list. But I, That was fun. That was a good list. That was a good episode. That I was think, fun. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's, I, I mean, there's some really cool places. If nothing else, there's some stories to be told. Here, and, okay, you know? so you had a longer list than this, but 
There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of different lists. I kind of pulled from a lot of different lists, and then I had a few of my own on here too. So, um, so there's a lot of different like haunted road trip lists out there that you can Google, um, and a lot of them have different things than I chose. You know, so there's a lot of stuff in Florida that you can kind of you know decide where you want to go and what you want to do, and 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 make an an evening or a weekend out of it for sure. Well, any place where there's a lot of weird folks, which we have, you're gonna hear a lot of ghost, <laughs> yeah. ghost stories. You know, we don't have a we don't have a um, you know a lacking of weird folks in Florida. For there's sure. no weird Florida stories <laughs> out there, none at all. Right. So anyway, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere you download podcasts. Another more direct way you can support the show is by visiting our website and clicking through to the button that says become a patron just like jacob howard did thank you again jacob it's a safe and secure way that you can support the show monetarily and there are different levels some of which will give you bonus content and even qualify you as an advertiser on the show um but of course the easiest way to support us is by following us on twitter our handle is at florida podcast or search sunshine state of mind on facebook or youtube and be sure to check out our website at sunshinestatepodcast.com thanks guys we'll see you next time have a great one